And now the show that's all about real estate and a little bit about everything else. Hosted by two guys that are too embarrassed to admit in public how long they've been investing in real estate. It is the Investor Guys podcast with host Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Investor Guys podcast. Bill, how are you doing today? I am doing incredibly well, sir. Good to see you as always. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for everybody for uh, being here, everybody. Make sure that you subscribe to the InvestorGuysPodcast.com. Make sure you smash that like button. Do all the things that keep you posted. Get the notifications that new episodes are coming out. We are here every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 o'clock Eastern with new episodes. Also, check us out on InvestorGuysPodcast.com where we have over a hundred archived episodes. You can just scroll through. There's a lot of great, great content there for you. Uh, Do some binge listening. It's uh, everybody uh, got used to binging during uh, the COVID. And uh, so do some binge listening to the Investor Guys podcast. Get some stuff that'll do you some good. Yes, if you've run out of titles on Netflix, uh, start binge watching the Investor Guys podcast. Nah, just go ahead and cut Netflix off and do something that'll get you good. Ain't nothing going to do you any good on Netflix. Save yourself that twelve dollars. <laughs> Jump over the Investor Guys podcast. <laughs> so, Whatever. What right, if, take that money and go buy some ivermectin so that if you ever get sick, you're cured. Twelve dollars worth of ivermectin. Yeah, that that'd be about a uh, thousand doses. It's like oh, okay. twelve cents a dose. <laughs> I haven't priced ivermectin, so I, I'll, I'll take your word yeah. for it. Yeah, uh, you can buy it. Uh, you can actually buy it at Tractor Supply. It's not twelve cents, <laughs> but uh, it's so cheap you'll be shocked. I did not know that Tractor Supply sold medication. So, all right, well, let's move on to what we're going to talk about today. And uh, every morning when we do this, Bill and I are like, well, so "What do we want to talk about today?" We actually, believe it or not, we don't have like this 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 list of things that we're going to talk about every morning. We're like, you know, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Today, we decided we we're going to talk about vacation properties. And bear with me if I sound stuffy and if I, I'm blinking a lot, my allergies are kicking up like crazy. And I've taken allergy medicine, I'm waiting for it to kick in, or uh, I might have to take another one if it's already kicked in. But bear with me on that. Uh, one of the hot, sexy things right now, and I say sexy because I'm doing it, is vacation rentals. And uh, I, I, I got to tell you the two primary focuses I have right now, Bill, and we've talked about this before, the section eights, which we both love and yep. vacation properties. And one of the things that my wife and I have discussed on the vacation properties is we want to find a vacation property, every place where we want to go, every place where we want to spend time. And we're going to buy at least one vacation property there uh, so that we are able to, to spend time there make money on the property when we're not there, but we'll have some place where we can go, we can spend time and we can write it off on our taxes. Yep. So what, that's one thing that a lot of people miss is that if you own a property somewhere, somewhere that you love to go, um, every time you go, that becomes a business trip. And so a lot of people through the years, I've, I've taken over 20 cruises and, and to some people that's a lot. And to some people that's like, oh, you're an amateur. So um, now we need to buy a cruise ship too. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, but those are all written off. Uh, well, how do you write off a cruise? Well, because I go look at property every time we go on a cruise, I'll, I'll take 
So when you get off of a cruise ship, so this is a, a, a travel tip for you and a real estate tip at the same time. You get off a cruise ship, you know, you, you just get pounded by locals trying to hawk uh, some kind of, you know, sell you beads or hats or whatever. Uh, but if, when you go, if you'll just walk past that a little bit, you'll usually see some taxis there. And then walk up and start talking to a taxi driver and just ask them, how much would you charge me to take me around the island? And in most cases, these are islands, um, or word for me anyway. Um, what would you charge me to take me around the island for a day? And I want to see uh, all the local spots. I want to see the historical spots, but I want to look at real estate. I may be buying something here. So I want to look at real estate. I don't have a real estate agent. I don't want to do that just yet. And typically it's a hundred bucks. And that hundred bucks is an eight hour day. And you get the greatest tour that you're ever going to get because all of this stuff that, um, that you're going to see, they'll take you by where the tourist trap would take you by. Uh, and if you want to stop, obviously you can, but they'll also take you to really cool stuff that the tours don't go to. And then they'll take you to where the properties are. And all of these islands have some amazing properties on them and they have properties that are for sale. And so some of them I'll go in, some of them I'll just stop and uh, collect the literature on so that I can refer back to it. But there's a great way to be able to write off your trip, because when I do that, my cruise now becomes a business trip. Now, we also always will have a board meeting uh, or sometimes two while we're on the cruise ship. There's a way to uh, set that up. So we have uh, typically we have five board members. Uh, I have three boys. All three of my boys are on the boards of all of the companies. and then. What we will do if, depending on how many are going, we've only had a couple that all five of us were together. Uh, we've had many that four of us were there because uh, Trey had already gotten a job and, and it sometimes was impossible for him being the oldest. So we'd go have a board meeting because we would have a quorum. Now, if I had decided to go without the boys and it was just the ex and I, then what I would do is I would hold a board meeting over the phone and we would have a vote and we would suspend two of the board members, give them a 90 day suspension. Now, typically that would be the two youngest. So now the board is three active members. If you have three members, how many does it take to have a quorum? Three, two. Two, to have a quorum, yeah, two. So then uh, we would go off and we would have a, uh, have a board meeting. We'd go to a, a restaurant or bar somewhere and, and have a board meeting. And so we'd have board meetings and we'd look at property and you're able to write off the entire trip there. Uh, and look, if you love real estate, you're gonna love looking at real estate in other parts of the world and on these islands, if you love the Caribbean like I do. And there's just an amazing amount of things that you find once you're doing that, and it's so much fun. That's a great way to write off. I know we're up on break here. Let's take a we quick are, break. And we'll be back we'll in just back. a second. 
The real estate buyers events hosted by Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills are the most powerful way to put high performing investment properties into your portfolio. Investment properties that exceed 50% or greater annual ROI in markets where Bill and Kevin have actual real estate investing experience. Get the resources, find people on the ground to add to your team at the next Investors Real Estate Buyers Event. You can find out more information at realestatebuyersevent.com. That's realestatebuyersevent.com. We'll see you there. You want to be a real estate investing millionaire? Be able to buy a luxury car or maybe a nice boat? How about a bigger house in a nice neighborhood? Being a real estate millionaire is a dream come true for so many, and it was for me at one time also. But in a world of half-million-dollar cars, multi-million-dollar planes and yachts and vacation homes that cost in the tens of millions of dollars, why would I settle for just being a millionaire? I want more, and you should too. New for 2022, the Billionaire Training Academy, the only program of its type designed to create billionaires. This program is not about real estate strategies. It's about scaling real estate strategies, starting small and growing into multi-million dollar deals and beyond. It's about the business of building a billion-dollar real estate empire, setting your business up to do and obtain business credit, funding, and more. Understanding where to go and how to obtain literally limitless funding for real estate projects and being able to put together the types of high caliber projects that are going to show multi-million dollar profits for your business. This program is about building your business team, business structure, structuring partnerships, and attracting more investment capital than you'll ever have projects to apply it to. This program will show you how to build a billion dollar real estate investing empire by building a business that will drive it, power it, support it, manage it, and more. This is not an event where we're going to try and dazzle you with light shows and feel good sing-alongs. This is an exclusive one-week intensive program. This is Billionaire CEO Training Bootcamp. This is roll up your sleeves, get to work, and get started right away. From the moment you arrive, we'll treat you like the CEO founder of a growing billion-dollar real estate investing company that you are. Come ready to get started, and that is exactly what will happen. Read more and get signed up at TheBillionaireTrainingAcademy.com. That's BillionaireTrainingAcademy.com. And we are back. And just before we want to break, Bill's talking about uh, one of the ways that uh, he deducts his cruises is he'll do a board meeting and you can do board meetings and shareholder meetings electronically. Uh, that is one of the things that you'll put together when you're setting up your corporation is the ability to do electronic meetings. So you could do a Zoom meeting. Uh, modern ships have internet access. So you can do a Zoom meeting for you know that hour or whatever it is, record the whole thing so that you have it, put that with your minutes and, and you've had a board meeting. Now, what I like to do, and, and Bill, when you come here, we're going to do this too, especially from Florida. I like taking a cruise to one of the islands, to the Bahamas or to uh, Jamaica or to one of, the, one of the Caribbean islands and staying at the resort for a week. So I'll stay at the resort for a week while I'm there. You know, you'll go out, you'll check out the town, you'll check out whatever's going on, uh, check out some real estate, and then you take another cruise ship back. And typically what happens is cruise ships come, they're there for five, six, seven, eight hours, and then they're gone again. So what happens is you're getting off of that ship and everybody else was on that ship that didn't stay there, they're leaving again. And one week later, I'm catching the next ship that comes by a week later, and I'm getting on that one and I'm going back and I'm taking somebody else's place that did the same thing that I did. They got off the boat there and they're, they're not going back. Yep. It's basic. It, it's better than an airfare. Uh, not, not just the price. It's just it's more comfortable than being crammed into an airplane for a few hours, especially in this day and age. Uh, and Again, I can write the whole thing off because it is a trip to go see real estate. Yep. Um, I have other ways that I write it off. So I actually have a travel company and I'm able to write it off my travel company as well. But 
getting back to vacation rentals, vacation rentals are not only a write-off for us, they make considerable income. I have vacation properties in Florida that are making 140, 180, 220% annual ROI. That's every single year they're making that amount of money uh, on my- Cash my, on cash. Yes, on my, on my down payment. And those numbers are only going to hopefully get better unless things happen, you know, strangely with our, our economy and our, our, pol our political situation. But rents are going to go up. And as demand goes up, we're going to continue to see uh, more demand and more, the more the demand we have, the, the rents go up higher. Now, I have, Bill knows this already because we've already had this conversation. I have my Airbnb and Verbo accounts for each one of these properties set at six months. So every week it rolls over for another week available. Typically, we have six months in advance booked out so that I know in six months, we still have tenants coming in. Another week, six months, tenants coming in. If, for, if something happens, okay, if I don't have a week booked, then we literally can plan our vacation, okay? We can plan our vacation. Typically, we'll do it about a month before. Um, if that week isn't sold, then I'll just go ahead and I'll block it. And we'll go ahead and we'll use it for ourselves. Um, a lot of times when we go to Orlando, we just got back from Orlando. Literally, we were there this last weekend. Um, a lot of times when we go to Orlando, we'll stay in a space, uh, an Airbnb in Orlando, and we'll just block that week every other week because we're in Orlando every other week. We'll block that that spot every other weekend so that we can use it. Um, sometimes we'll, we'll we'll stay in a hotel. Sometimes we'll do something different, but we'll typically block that so that we can use it ourselves. My wife and I were married in Lake Tahoe. We have a place in Lake Tahoe. We go to Lake Tahoe for our anniversary every single year. It's our place. And it's where we spend our anniversaries. It's, it's, it's how cool is that? You know, and it's in Lake Tahoe. It's where we got married. Uh, those types of things are amazing things to have access to. You have vacation homes all over the world. This isn't something that just works in the United States. This is something you can do all over the world. And they're not only paying for themselves, they're putting money in your pocket every single, literally every single week, because these things are typically booked by the week, uh, every single week, but every single month for sure. Uh, it just doesn't get better than that. You're literally not paying for your vacation home. Your vacation home is paying for itself. It's making you money and your airfare or your, your cruise ship or whatever it is that you're going to these spots uh, is a tax deduction because you are going to one of your business assets to check on your business assets. Now, if I have vacation rentals in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'm going to Las Vegas, how much more sense does it make for me to keep an eye out for a couple more rentals in, in, in Las Vegas if I'm doing well in Las Vegas? So when I go to Las Vegas to check on my own property, that's three or four days. And I could spend another three or four days, you know, scoping out properties while I happen to be in Las Vegas and still have a great time in Las Vegas. Yep. And the whole thing yep. cost me nothing. And it actually made me money because I've got rental properties in Las Vegas that I use for vacation rentals. And we're not, neither one of us are tax experts and we're not giving you professional tax advice, but I'm going to tell you that one of the major keys when you're doing this from an IRS perspective is what was your intent when you did this? My intent when I bought this piece of property 
is a money-making venture, is a business for to have it as a vacation rental. Good to go. Now, every time I go, I don't have to identify the fact that that's why I'm going. I say that, yes, and we track that and we keep records on that. But I don't have to, once I've established that, uh, so when I'm talking to agents out there and looking at property, I'm making it very clear, very plain that this is a business, a money-making venture that I am coming into as an entrepreneur, as a business person. Will I be out here on a regular basis, a few times a year? Yes. Now, I'll do that to keep up with my property and to look for additional properties, as Kevin said. But when you establish the intent, then when you start working with your CPA, your tax accountant, and you're doing your taxes, and they start to question, well, why don't you go to Vegas? Well, I own rental property there. I went to check on that property. I looked at additional property. I taught, here's a couple of cards of agents that I worked with while I was there. I looked at eight or 10 different properties, had a board meeting while I was there. You're good to go. They're, they're like, oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. You're playing by the rules. If you'll remember that the IRS guy is, has the favor in two areas, owning a business, and owning real estate. Those are currently and have been historically the two most favored aspects from the tax code. And right now that hasn't changed and, and hopefully administrations will change before that changes. Break time. We are on a break and we'll see you in just you want to be a real estate investing millionaire? Be able to buy a luxury car or maybe a nice boat? How about a bigger house in a nice neighborhood? Being a real estate millionaire is a dream come true for so many, and it was for me at one time also, but in a world of half-million-dollar cars, multi-million-dollar planes and yachts and vacation homes that cost in the tens of millions of dollars, why would I settle for just being a millionaire? I want more, and you should too. New for 2022, the Billionaire Training Academy, the only program of its type designed to create billionaires. This program is not about real estate strategies. It's about scaling real estate strategies, starting small and growing into multi-million dollar deals and beyond. It's about the business of building a billion-dollar real estate empire, setting your business up to do and obtain business credit, funding, and more. Understanding where to go and how to obtain literally limitless funding for real estate projects and being able to put together the types of high caliber projects that are going to show multi-million dollar profits for your business. This program is about building your business team, business structure, structuring partnerships, and attracting more investment capital than you'll ever have projects to apply it to. This program will show you how to build a billion dollar real estate investing empire by building a business that will drive it, power it, support it, manage it, and more. This is not an event where we're going to try and dazzle you with light shows and feel good sing-alongs. This is an exclusive one-week intensive program. This is Billionaire CEO Training Bootcamp. This is roll up your sleeves, get to work, and get started right away. From the moment you arrive, we'll treat you like the CEO founder of a growing billion-dollar real estate investing company that you are. Come ready to get started, and that is exactly what will happen. Read more and get signed up at TheBillionaireTrainingAcademy.com. That's BillionaireTrainingAcademy.com. Whether you are a new investor or seasoned investor wanting to add high-performing real estate properties to your investment portfolio, you should consider joining Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills at their next Real Estate Buyers Event. Real Estate Buyers Events are five powerful days aimed at putting performing properties into investors' portfolios. Learn from Bill and Kevin in markets where they actually invest. Learn the strategies they use, where to buy, what to buy, what not to buy. 
actual resources and personnel on the ground to start building your team and supercharge your investing efforts. Learn more at realestatebuyersevent.com. That's realestatebuyersevent.com. We'll see you there. And we are back. And you know what? Here's here's the other thing that don't don't let this escape you. If you have rental property, whether it's an Airbnb property or just a rental property in another market, and you happen to be there without a doubt. Like, so for my Airbnb property in Las Vegas, when I'm there, I will sit down and I will spend time with the company that goes and cleans these things once a week when the people move out, just to ask them what's going on, how, how things are going, if there's any input that they have, having that personal relationship Talking to them on the phone is one thing, but having a personal relationship where you have FaceTime with them, where you sit down at lunch yeah. or whatever with the person who's the, the, the president of that company, that that means a lot more to them. And it's also going to mean a lot sure. more to you. The other thing I do is when I go, I talk to the neighbors. If I see a neighbor out or neighbors around, I'll talk to them. I say, hey, you know what? I, I own this property. Uh, I use it for Airbnb or I'm the landlord and I have you know tenants here. Uh, you know, Do you have any issues with the property? Do you have any issues ever you know, with this or with that? I want to keep my neighbors happy because I don't you want bet. them calling the police. I don't want the, me getting a phone call from somebody saying, you've got people in your house who are doing this or who are doing that, who are terrorizing the neighborhood. So I'll talk to them and I'll find out, you know, what, what issues are there? Oh, you know what? For the most part, it's okay. But sometimes the parties get a little bit loud. Okay. So that's something that I can make a note of when we're renting yep. out to whomever was going to be renting. Uh, sometimes it's something simple. Like, you know what? They, they keep the lights on all night long. That's their prerogative because they're renting. But what I'll do is we can tent the windows so it doesn't bother them. Maybe the light's shining into their bedroom because there's a bedroom window that's opposite of theirs. So knowing those little things from the neighbors and the people who are around is also beneficial to me as a property owner. So while I'm there, I'll yep. check in on all of those things. And that's not something I'll do once and be done with it. That's something I'll do every time I go there. If I happen to have a face-to-face -face time with, with a, a neighbor and it's an hour long, it's great. I will give them my phone number. You know, I'll give them the phone number of the property manager if there's a property manager. And I'll say, hey, you know what? If there's any issues, please don't hesitate to call. And they will. Hopefully it's not one of those neighbors that's complaining about every little thing. But a lot of times people are inconsiderate or just don't know. And they park in the yeah. wrong driveways. They park in front of the wrong houses. Uh, they just do stupid things. Um, I want to know those things. And I want my property managers to know those things before they get out of hand. So whenever you are in uh, one of these places where you have a property, whether it's a rental property or a vacation property or any other type of investment property that you have, make sure that you're talking to your support group. Make sure you're talking to your team. Make sure you're talking to the neighbors face-to-face -face while you're there. Like I said, not just over the phone uh, the whole rest of the year, but some face-to-face -face time that you can do two or three times a year. I promise you they will appreciate it a lot more than just phone calls and you will as well. It's better to get a read on somebody when you're meeting them face-to-face -face than when you are over the phone. And sometimes fixing that is as simple as, so it's in the lease already about noise, but we've done some things where when that has come up again, and the response from the leasing agent is, well, it's in the lease. Like, well, send me the lease and let me adjust it. And simply the only thing I will do is I will bold that sentence or two. I will separate them. So I'll put a space above and below it. So it really jumps out. And it's amazing the impact that something that simple can have. 
when people are going over the lease, they're like, oh, because it now really jumps out. And they're like, oh, well, th obviously this is very important. So, okay, we got to make sure that uh, that lease after hours, uh, we're being pretty quiet. Yeah, uh, It's helped a ton. And anything that's in your lease that is being violated, your property manager needs to let your tenant know that's in the lease and you're violating one of the, the tenants of the lease, you know? Yep. So this is, this is your verbal warning. You know, if, if it doesn't happen again, we're good. If it happens again, I got to get your written warning. If you have a couple of written warnings, then you, then you violated your lease and I'm sorry, but we're going to have to evict you, you know? Um, that's usually enough. If you have a responsible tenant, all it takes yeah. is a phone call from your property manager and that solves the issue. And it could be anything. Okay. Um, I know me personally, I love to barbecue, so I don't have this in my leases because I think everybody has a right. I think it's an American right to have a barbecue grill, but well, don't of, let DC hear you say a that. lot of rental properties won't allow you to have a barbecue grill. Um, so if you have a barbecue grill on your patio or on your deck or something like that, uh, you violated the lease. Uh, rather than going ballistic and saying, oh my God, you've got to, you know, you got to get out because you have a barbecue grill. You know what? You have barbecue grill on your, on your deck. Barbecue grills aren't allowed, you know, please remove it within the next three days. Uh, and I had that actually happen to me in a commercial property. I had a, a huge, it was a, a, a condo, a business condo. And I had this big, amazing deck off of the conference room and my office. I love this building. It was great. But, and I put a barbecue grill out there because what the heck else are you going to do? You know, I, I, it was great because for months I would, we would do lunch, you know, me and my, my, my employees would be out there and we would do lunch. We would do parties. We do all kinds of things. Then I got a note from the HOA saying that we weren't allowed to have barbecue grills. It sucks, but I took it out. It's yeah. funny yeah, because so they didn't have yeah. a problem with this big giant concrete statue, you know, of, of, for a waterfall, but they didn't want my barbecue grill out there. So my point is, look, is if, we're, if in your yeah. lease, what's that? We're, we're, and we're talking about maybe, maybe 1% of the people, maybe. Yeah. Again, but, yeah, it's not something you're going to deal with with every tenant. Every, every tenant's going to be different. Some will be noise. Some will be, uh, they don't put the lids down on their garbage. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them will be, you know, the, their, their unit always smells funny when somebody walks by it. I mean, there's a, a different things for each different tenant, but make sure that it is outlined in your lease. And we've gone all over this, this particular subject today. This was actually supposed to be about vacation properties, but um, we've talked about other things that were helpful and valuable. Uh, I guess we'll talk about vacation properties. Well, uh, hey, all of this fits into vacation rentals. Every it does, but we can go specifics vacation on vacation rentals. properties yeah. and how to find them and what to do with them. And we'll, we'll do that on a different show. That gives us something else to, to figure out. So next time we're here, yeah. like, hey, what do you want to talk about? There we what go. It is. There we so, go. Figure we, out. So here's the plan. First, decide where you would like to have vacation property. Would you like to have vacation property in Hawaii? Guess what? It's available. Would you like to have it in Alaska, Vegas, anywhere on the coast, Caribbean, Belize, Bora Bora? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. There are vacation properties available there. And so you can have vacation properties in London. You know, if you like rain and cold, you might want to do that. Uh, it, it just You can have it in Paris. You can have it wherever you want to have it, uh, wherever it is meaningful for you. And then with that point, then you start the search. Always remembering what I'm keeping in focus here is my cash on cash ROI. 
And if I'm getting a great number, and remember, 40 is the absolute minimum, period. Kevin's going to say 50. I don't disagree with that. But once you understand that 40 is not hard to hit, you'll start raising that floor up uh, and start looking at your properties, doing your numbers and go from there. Yeah. And there's, there are services. Now I, I do it a little differently. Um, I decide where I want to be. And then I look at that particular information. There are services that I, I have that I subscribe to where I can see what the annual um, average cost is per a two bedroom, for a three bedroom, for a four bedroom yep. in the market, what the vacancy is for that and the occupancy is for that. Um, other matrix that are available for all that. And I, I do all that research first to decide whether or not I even want to look in that particular market. And if I decide I do want to look in that market, I know what I need as far as to purchase in order to meet that criteria. Because yep. in some markets, a two bedroom makes more money than a four bedroom and is booked more often because you have people who are just couples that are coming there versus families. Mm -hmm. So if I have a family, like in, in Orlando, I can book three bedrooms and four bedrooms easy all day long. If I'm in Aspen or Vail, four bedrooms, they don't get booked that much. The two yeah. bedrooms get booked more often. So understanding that information, having that information at my fingertips, and there are, like I said, there are services that give me that, allow me to know what I'm looking for. I'm not going to get a four bedroom in Aspen or Vail because I'm not going to make as much money as I will on a two bedroom. And it's going to cost yep. me more. So understanding all that information, understanding where to find it, like I said, we'll cover all that stuff on another show. Thank you for joining us, Bill. Thanks you bet, for, brother. Uh, Great being here. Thanks, everybody. And we will Make see sure you guys you next Tuesday. Yes. Learn more about the Investor Guys podcast, including upcoming events and appearances at www.investorguyspodcast.com. That's www.investorguyspodcast.com.